Hey, Sherby Kids, we got a great show for you. Recapping the Super Bowl, doing some cleanup on the end of football season with little news breaking today, and giving our final thoughts. So let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is February 5th, and the darkness has crept in, and the light has gone out. Oh, yeah. The Super Bowl has come and gone. Our wagers have hit and miss. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fine as we get into the worst month of the year, in my opinion. Um, I mean, obviously, the Super Bowl is fantastic, but February sucks. It is cold. Well, actually, it's not really cold here right now, but it generally is cold. It gets dark <laughs> early, and it's not a great month. You know, they say seasonal depression is a thing, which I totally believe, and mm-hmm. this month is a for sure sign of my seasonal depression. I have no football. Mm-hmm. Well, we got the XML. We'll talk, maybe break into that oh, later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We got college basketball is kind of in that weird, funky point. Mm-hmm. NHL is sort of in that weird, funky point where I don't really care enough yet. There's nothing going on. I just watched the greatest sporting event in the world has to offer in the Super Bowl, and now I'm just sad. It's dark. It's rainy here. Not yeah. cold, but rainy. It's just a miserable time of year. But we did have a hell of a Super Bowl, and I could yeah. not be happier for Andy Reid. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I mean, I think I think some people are overhyping just how good of a game it was, but it was a good game. It was a very good game. If it was like a regular season game, we'd be like, that was a really good game, but we're not going to go like absurd about it, but it was a good game. It crushed last year's Super Bowl. Um, like you said, very happy for Andy Reid. Um, he was the better coach in that game. Yeah. Go, did not did not anticipate that. We, yeah. <laughs> we said on this show, we have some words to eat because we said if somebody's going to mess up the time situation or the man- game management situation, it's probably going to be Andy Reid. Nope. Kyle Shanahan, still one of the biggest choke artists on the planet right now. Yeah. That man lost some money. Yeah. it's uh, Unfortunately for Kyle, I, I do blame Kyle a little bit for the Atlanta situation, but at the same time, he wasn't the head coach. Like Dan Quinn search said, hey, motherfucker, run the ball. Um, yep. but he, and he, clearly he didn't, but you know, he still gets blamed for that. But this, I mean, this was not a great job by Kyle, in my opinion. Uh, just some questionable decisions. Very questionable, I guess. And this should also be said, and we'll get into kind of both sides of it. There's a lot to talk about here. The chiefs came out and won this game and they won this game mm-hmm. by being aggressive and not taking their foot off the pedal. And at the same time, I think you can clearly point, at least for me, I clearly point to the end of the first half. Where yeah. 49ers took their foot off the pedal, just said, okay, we're fine with 10-10. Didn't use the timeouts. Can't take them to the afterlife, Kyle. Like, you got to use them or you lose them. Um, and it was not aggressive. I understand the theory, like, oh, if we turn over the ball here, they have such a high-potent offense, they're going to score. But that's the same case in the second half. Like, you've mm-hmm. got to try to go get points. At that point in the game, they were just running the ball down their throats. They weren't coming up with touchdowns on the other side of it, but they were still getting in field goal position pretty easily. So it's like, why not try to get something – and I point to that even more so from a morale standpoint of like, oh, I guess we're not. Like, if I'm a player, you had John Lynch up in the booth just screaming for a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> and as a player, you got to be like, wait, what? We're not going for it? Like, what is this kind of chicken shit football? Like, that, that's not a great mentality builder when you're going into an extra long halftime because of the Super Bowl show, halftime show, which was a good one. Yeah. It's just like that to me was the moment of like I knew I was in trouble at that point because you never win playing chicken shit football, especially against a team who – from the very get-go, had their foot to the gas. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing the Chiefs, you need to score points. Even if it's three points, just points. I mean, obviously seven is what you want, but there's no reason to, at the end of the half, when you have like a minute 
10 seconds left to just let that clock just bleed. I don't understand what they were doing. Um, I, I don't think Kyle fully trusts Jimmy, and I, I don't really blame him because let me tell you something. If Jimmy's first read isn't there, he's getting sacked. Yeah. Jimmy is Jimmy right now is a one-read quarterback, and that's probably an issue for Kyle because Kyle, you know, he has a very extensive, very complex offense more that that gets a lot of receivers open. However, if your quarterback is only going to look at one guy and then kind of hang on to the ball, that's that's an issue. And there were m- multiple scenarios where Jimmy was rushed and threw awful passes, sometimes to the wrong team. Yeah, I, I think we said it last week. If anyone on the field were to really choke, it would be Jimmy. Jimmy did choke. Um, Mahomes played like shit through three quarters. Um, yeah. And in my opinion, Damian Williams is the MVP, but that's that's another debate. Um, playoff Damian. <laughs> playoff Damian right there. But yeah, um, they just really just took their – just took their – like you said, they took their foot off the pedal and not a good luck. It's not. And like you randomly decide to like go for it-ish even late when you threw down to Kittle for the first half, which I actually don't have a problem with that penalty by rule. It was it was pass interference so like i get that i have more of the problem that that wasn't called in the viking saints game and then it was called in the biggest stage on the nfl and the inconsistencies on these big moments that the nfl refs keep having that's my problem there um and i think also when we're briefly touching it i didn't have a huge problem with the officiating as a whole i did think they were a little too loose on the holding issues because there were some holds on the chiefs ends that got like no called whatsoever and it was like what game are we watching? Um, yeah. That didn't win or lose the game, so I don't have a huge problem with the officiating. But I will say, clap it up to us, because while we got the coaching situation wrong, we nailed the choke artist thing in Jimmy G. We like, did. Like, nailed that. He had a shot at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. That pass to Emmanuel Sanders, he hits that. Jimmy G is being compared to the next Tom Brady. We're probably talking about the 49ers winning here. I'm not kicking myself over going with my football head instead of my football gut on my bet, which, you know, me and Kyle have something in common. We both choked on the big stage. I got crushed by picking the 49ers. I knew better. Everything in my football body was screaming Chiefs. But then I was like, ah, I I think I want it too much for Reed. Let me just go with my football brain. That was a mistake. Never go with the football brain. Go with the gut. I bet better that way. Lessons have been learned, fellas. But if you still followed our documented picks, I won you some money this year. Had like a 59% win rate, so not too bad. That's not um, bad at all. No, but Jimmy G, yeah, I don't know. I think, too, they can get out of his contract if by like April, I think they have. I don't know what you do there because – and we'll, I think we'll talk, we're going to talk about kind of what's next for both these teams, but I don't know how you walk away from that. And he's played good during the season, Yeah. but the whole playoffs was I don't really trust him, and then – because you didn't trust him. I don't know if Shanahan felt handicapped by that because there were still some things he could have done that just didn't, he didn't do that. Didn't make a lot of sense. Like running the ball late. Um, But yeah, he choked on the biggest stage. (laughs) He did choke. And I I agree. It'd be hard to just, I think it'd be very reactionary to, to just move on from Jimmy like that. Um, I think he's fine quarterback. He's a good quarterback. And you're really just kind of like, well, where do we go from here? Cause you're, I mean, chances are you're not going to, draft of like you know where they are in the draft they're not going to be able to draft like a starting quarterback from day one um i know there are some free agents out there but still i think you gotta you gotta stick with jimmy um i i don't know though but i mean they have a lot of people that they have to pay obviously 
both these teams, like every team in the NFL, they, there's a lot of things they could do in the offseason. Yes. Well, here's the other thing. You know who kind of choked as well? Mr. Richard Sherman. Yeah. Mr. Loudmouth himself. He did. I saw Pro Football Focus released the numbers. He was targeted five times, all five for completions, four, 14.4 yards per catch Oof. on those five, five receptions. He got fucking shaked and baked a couple times. Yeah. All this on the heels of things we did not talk about, which was the Revis calling him out. Mr. Richard Sherman, you kind of knew it going into this game. He, just like every corner, as they age, they start to lose a step. That is that is the easiest position to just get exposed in. Oh, yeah. And as you start to age, and he's been very good for a very long time, but you could just see the, the wheels are falling off there, and he got smoked. He choked big time as well. He did choke, and I, you know, pat ourselves on the back again. I think we did mention that the speed of the mm-hmm. Chiefs is going to be an issue for a corner like Richard Sherman, who's a very good corner. I mean, you could probably say it's the top 10 all time. Like, he is one of the best corners to ever play the game, but he did not play well against that speed. Um, and the thing is, you sit in zone against Patrick Mahomes, he's going to he's gonna eventually pick it apart, and that's what he did. Yeah, um, yeah I mean – and it's just that picture. I kind of felt bad. Richard Sherman, early on Richard Sherman Seattle, I didn't like at all. But over the years, I've actually kind of started to like Richard Sherman. Um, I, I did feel bad seeing that picture of him going after Williams and his face is just flat into the turf. I was like, <laughs> oh, man, that's just an awful picture. Um, but I think Sherman's probably Sherman's probably at least 30, 32, 33 by now. Um that's just what happens to corners, and like you said, they're the they're the easiest to pick on when they're doing bad because they're the it's just it's the most noticeable. It's the most noticeable position that if you get torched, everyone sees it. And unfortunately, that happened to him. Um, not something we've seen too often, but it happened. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest thing. We I gotta say, our analysis really outside of the coaching situation was spot on for all this. What I did not foresee, which definitely hurt. Richard Sherman, because that is that's the 49ers' mo. They play zone. We both agreed that the speed was probably going to kill them. The way Mahomes can extend plays, that I'll say another aspect that sort of choked. That D line got gassed. They did they not look fiery at the end of that. Like they didn't have enough gas in the tank, and that really is what was kind of. I point to that as more the make or break because the offense, they were up 2010. Mm-hmm. You have that third and 15 that the Chiefs convert. They, they get the stop there. They win. At the end of the day, the, the 49ers, well, they built a lead. They had a 20-10 to 10 lead, and while offense did fail, the defense failed, I think, even, in my opinion, much more because they just – they seem to get gas and not – they're like a prize fighter who didn't train for a full fight. They trained for three-quarters of a fight, and that was that was rough. <laughs> yeah, that was an issue because um, they came out – they came out so heavy and, like, were dominating, and I actually legitimately was – Slightly concerned that Mahomes might get hurt. I was yeah. like, oh my God. Um, and then on top of that, you know, like you said, they go up 20 to 10. At that point, you know Kansas City's passing. So yeah. they should be pinning their ears back and doing what they are best at and getting after the quarterback. But I agree, they, they were gassed and they just didn't seem to have the energy at the end to really go after Mahomes and he just started picking them apart. Yeah. Now I think it is time to give. Kansas City deserves all the credit in the world. The fact that they ripped off three games in a row coming back from double-digit, having double-digit yeah. comebacks is one of the most impressive things. Here's a fun little fact, too. 
with Kansas City breaking their streak because they haven't won a Super Bowl, they haven't been in a Super Bowl since the very first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All four major championships right now owned in this in the sporting realm. The Nats never won a championship before. They won one this year. The Blues had never won a championship before. They won one this year. The Chiefs hadn't won one in, what, 50-plus years? They won one this year. And Toronto Raptors never won a championship. It's pretty good in the sporting world right now. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Um, Yeah. yeah, That's pretty cool. But the Chiefs, I mean, got to give it up to them. They played – they didn't play the perfect game. But they never took their feet off the accelerator. They were going forward on fourth down a lot. They were super aggressive. And at the end of the day, I think that that mentality wins more than it loses when you're when you're a high level team, not when you're a dog shit team. Obviously, it helps having the best quarterback in the league, great wide receivers and speed guys. But if you have a team built like that, being the aggressor, eventually breaks are going to go your way. They played good football and then they got the breaks they needed on offense. And Patrick Mahomes eventually stepped up and made the plays he needed to make. He did. Yeah. I mean, I still think that MVP is Damian Williams. I would agree. I think we might as well talk about him now because really he bugging, man. played his ass off. I mean, playoff playoff Damian killed it um, and came out of the woodworks there. Like that was – everybody now will know who Damian Williams is though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, he just – that run at the end, I mean, I was just like – he did it. I mean, I, I wagered on the Chiefs, so I was pretty hyped. But um. But yeah, I was a little upset with that Gatorade bath. I had orange. I, I should know it to be orange. Orange is just such a, a common Gatorade. It is. It's a weird one. And it's also one that it's common enough, but it's also, I don't feel like the first go-to. Like, you don't first go to drink the orange Gatorade. At least mm-hmm. I don't. I go blue. Then I probably go, like, with whatever the pink combination is, because that's usually delicious. <laughs> and then, yeah, orange is usually there as well. So I should have, I missed, I started off my prop bets great. I hit tails, which I has hit, like, I don't know, last four or five years. I hit on the under in the anthem, which was credit to you. You kind of turned me on to the fact that oh, she yeah. doesn't do that. I hit – what else did I hit early? I forget. I hit like two – oh, I hit first points would be a field goal. Uh-huh. I hit something else super early. I forget. And then it started to go downhill quickly. I missed on the over, which I almost was like, damn, we're about to hit this. We about yeah. to go party, gentlemen. Hit on, missed on the 49ers, obviously. Missed on uh, what's-his-face. Garoppolo getting more than four yards rushing, like – I started oh, hit yeah. I didn't finish the end of the year great. Yeah, I mean, what, what kind of bugged me, and I didn't really think of that, I'm 99% sure here, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the first Gatorade ever created was orange. I wouldn't, I mean, that would make sense because of I, the Gators. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was orange. I should have been like, damn it, we should have just gone with the classic Gato. Next year. We always got next year. That's the yeah, we got next year. Yeah. This comes around. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs. I don't know. People have been, and credit to them, played their asses off. This was the; These were the two best teams going in. It wasn't one of those things where you had a team who kind of was lacklustered all year and then ripped off a bunch of playoff wins randomly. Like These were the two best teams, I would say, uh, or arguably two of the best teams because the yeah. Ravens were in there. Um, you got to the Super Bowl. They came out. They won the game. They played perfect. I will say this. I think we're getting a little over our skis as a sports media crowning this like the next dynasty yeah oh, one of the greatest quarterbacks out there right now in the league tell me if you think this is wrong i see this more as a green i think it would be better to expect a green bay packers experience than a new england patriots experience just with how things are about to go here in the future agreed because that's just i mean that's what history says i mean there there has been no patriots team before i don't see i agree i mean it's more likely that they won't go back um 
they're gonna have to pay two hundred million dollars to Patrick Mahomes. Yep. I mean, his contract is going to be outrageous. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happens when when that takes place. I mean, look at the Seahawks; still a good team, but they're not. They don't have that dominant defense. Um, so, I mean, they will have to make sacrifices when they sign Mahomes. Um, and yeah, I agree. I I don't think that there's some dominant juggernaut team in the NFL. Um, I, I think, I mean, there's there's plenty of teams that can beat them. I mean, shit, the Niners probably should have won anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and here's the thing. That's really the big point, I think. One, you're going to have to pay Mahomes. Here's the thing that the Patriots benefited from forever on. Tom Brady married Giselle Bunchen, who yes. is the highest paid model in the world. That man didn't need money. He always took less than what the, court, the top quarterbacks were getting. That allowed them to reinvest it. You're not going to have that in this situation. Mahomes is about to get paid, which he should, deservingly so. He should. You got Kelsey under contract until 2022, but that contract is eventually going to come up. You're going to have to pay him. He'll just sign a three-year extension, but he's up in 2021. Um, You got a couple guys, like Robinson's up. That's depth on the wide receiver. Like, there are – when you pay a quarterback, which you have to do, it takes money away from paying other positions – so that makes it harder, and as well as it is just incredibly hard to get through a season healthy. It's incredibly hard to generate what you generate in a, like this type of season. I'm not saying that they maybe don't become a dynasty because, once again, it helps having the best quarterback in the right. league probably. But it is – I think we're way too over our skis. Like, let's just step back and enjoy what the Chiefs gave us this year, which was phenomenal football. Andy Reid finally got over the hump. Couldn't be happier for the guy. Let's enjoy what we get this year. Maybe we'll get next year, but I think thinking dynasty is where you get into problems. Yeah, I agree completely. Also, I mean, well, I mean, New England might be back in the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, like, like you and I have talked about, we're not ready to say the dynasty is over in New England. They might be right back there. Um, also, like you said, you were naming some people. I'm pretty sure I know he's not some stud player, but Sammy Watkins' deal next year is none of it's guaranteed. So I'm going to imagine he's getting cut. Um, yeah. I don't think they're going to pay him like $13 million. So, I mean, yeah, there's just a lot. In 2021 and 2022, I mean, life flies by. That's yeah. going to be here in no time. Chris, John- so, Chris Jones is up this year. Kendall Fuller's up this year as well. Like, there's yeah. some guys that are up. <laughs> a, a lot of people that are up, and the, they're just going to have to make sacrifices, and they'll move on, and they'll make more money somewhere else. I mean, they they got their rings. Go get your money. Yep. Now, it also helps having a phenomenal coach who doesn't seem to be going anywhere, Andy Reid, which, yeah. once again, we've said it too. I'm a I love Andy Reid, um, and I'm glad he finally got a Super Bowl so we can stop having this silly debate of, like, is he one of the greatest coaches ever because it was just silly. Um, but that's the other thing is they are in – they're not in the weak-ass NFC. They are in the AFC, and there are some killers coming for that, a.k.a. the Ravens, who are looking mighty nice. If they can put it together, you got the Patriots who are still cutthroat. you got the Titans who are starting to show up. They put it together a couple pieces. They're a real player. Like, there is – it's tough. It's incredibly hard to build a dynasty, but they are well-positioned. I will say I don't expect the 49 – I think this breaks the 49ers in ways we don't yet foresee because they're one of those teams that they had something magical in the way they were able to run the ball, and that is due to Kyle Shanahan's scheming. But that only can happen for so long before defenses really kind of tee up on it. The quarterback situation's not great. Samuel stepped up and showed oh, like he's a legit yeah. player. But like, I have a feeling that this is 
sort of kin to the Rams situation where it's like you had to really hit this season. Now expect to be good, but getting over that hump back to here, I think is going to prove to be especially hard for the 49ers. I agree, and I really like the comparison to the Rams because I think a lot of that was just a young – I mean, I think the things they have in common are young, brilliant head coaches with average to slightly above average quarterbacks that when the book is out on them, teams are going to adjust, and and they're just not going to be quite as good. Like, I mean, teams adjusted to Jared Goff. Um, obviously, Todd Gurley just not being really healthy anymore has played a big role in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the, the book is definitely out on Jimmy G at this point. It's like covers first read and, and you're, you're pretty much good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying that they don't get back, but it's just like it, to me, that loss just felt like, damn, like that was yeah. their moment and they lost it. And we see this across sports where it's that team that they had it in their grasp, they lose it. And mm-hmm. then they just aren't able to get back over that hurdle. And I kind of fear that also, how about for back-to-back years, you get the two young young guns coming in as coaches getting upscaled by the old school and Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. I mean, there's still something to be said for experience and just knowing how to win football games because that's back-to-back years where the young geniuses of the league get upshined by their older counterparts. Yeah, it's just kind of like, all right, guys, let's all pump the brakes a little bit. I'll pump the brakes. (laughs) Calm down on crowning these young head coaches that are, that they're, I mean, they're, they're great coaches, but let's, let's calm down a little bit. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal coaches. And I would rather be in that position than not be like where we're at in Tampa right now. But like there is it just it doesn't I didn't leave that game feeling good as good about the 49ers future getting back because it's just I could see that going not south, but just being really, really good. Kind of like the Packers. Packers are a great example. Being really, really good, but just not getting back there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Hopefully they don't have like a Falcons because the Falcons, I mean, they just plummeted. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll just have to see. I don't know. The linchpin there is Jimmy G. Can his development continue? Because he, yeah. there were times where he shined. I mean, he went to the, he went to the Thunderdome down in New Orleans. Oh yeah, slinging around with Drew Brees. So mm-hmm. it's possible. It's just that wasn't a great. And he's football young. Just not yeah. a great moment for him. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap up our Super Bowl recap and coverage here? Um. No, nothing really. It was a great game. That's about it. Yeah, great game. And I think it's even better because of last year's disaster. Yes. It was so bad, and it ended so quick. Take a note to every other major sports team. They kicked that game off a little after 6.30. Yes. I was rightfully done at 10.30. That was beautiful. It was fantastic, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually think I actually think you know once everyone wrapped up, it was around 10.30, but I think the game ended at 10.17. I was like, yeah. This is great. I was like, can we just start Sunday? Can we make Sunday Night Football like this? Like, come on. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. The national championship for college basketball and football, like all major yeah. sporting events should end this way. Let's follow also, that. I feel like we, as members in the media, we are obligated because we are members of sports media. We are obligated to get our one bitch in of, can we make Monday a national holiday or move this game to Saturday? I'd love either one of those two. Like, what are we doing at this point? This is our national game. <laughs> yep, it needs either to be moved to Saturday, make Monday a holiday, or, I mean, I'm all for extending the season. Extend the season and make the Super Bowl on President's Day weekend. Boom. Like that as well. We Not figured it out. <laughs> Beautiful brains over here in the sports mm-hmm. media. All right, we got a couple other football notes before we wrap it up today. A little house cleaning. Breaking news today. Mark D'Antonio is calling it quits up at Michigan State, finishing his career 
there. I got to pull up the numbers because I had I screenshotted it. It's pretty impressive. I mean, he is Michigan State football. He has 114 right. wins, 12 uh, bowl appearances, and three Big Ten titles. I don't really know what Michigan State football looks at outside of this, but the timing could not be funnier. This comes 20 days after he got a $4.3 million retention bonus, hours after the story broke that uh, Curtis Blackwell is alleging that he committed NCAA violations in one day before National Signing Day. Nothing there, folks. <laughs> he took Not- a page out of Pete Carroll's book. Well played, sir. Well played. Yep. <laughs> Give it up there. Get out now. <laughs> Head for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Michigan State does. I guess you just... I don't know what that program looks like. I will say this, though. Yeah. There's one coaching hire out there. I know you're not as big into college football. Still watch, though. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you think this might make sense. I don't know if they're going to be able – I don't know if they'll be able to do this because if they're about to get fined from the NCAA or have yeah. some big penalties come down, it's going to be hard to get a coach. Perfect coach, though. And I don't know if you'd go for this because I think he feels good where he's at. Luke Fickle out of UC. The man has put UC in the north trajectory. He's yeah. turning good recruiting classes. He knows the Midwest, especially Ohio. If you're going to be a coach in Michigan, you have to know how to recruit that state. You have to be able to recruit the entire Midwest because, let's face it, Michigan is not exactly an ecosystem for top-level recruits. Um, he's a heck of a football coach. That makes a lot of sense. Once again, I don't know if you're going to be able to get him to leave, but if I'm the AD at Michigan State, I am getting on the phone today, tomorrow, next week, and I am starting the recruiting process. If we don't get him this year, get him next year, throw as much money, go get you Luke Fickle. I mean, I don't hate it. You kind of just sold me right there. Um, I, mean, those, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean, if you're in Michigan in the Midwest, you may as well try to get someone who's familiar with the Midwest and someone who, who you know, kind of put a program on the map. I, mean, I don't yeah. hate it. Yeah, and he's doing a great job at a lo- lower level school. Like yeah. you, UC has turned around since he's been there. Like they are a, a competitive school. They were in their conference championship this year. He's turning. He's still recruits from Michigan State, I believe. So like, might as well go get the man. I don't know. Perfect. There we go. We just solved your issue, Michigan State. Now try not to get the axe from the NCAA. <laughs> Speaking about getting the axe, here's a story we have forgotten, but a cleanup at the end of the season. I haven't looked too much into these particulars, which is a shame on me, but I did see the story. New Orleans Saints are being sued in trying to keep their emails from being released from victims of abuse by the Archdiocese down in New Orleans. Apparently, from what I have seen, New Orleans Saints PR or communications department or whoever was lending their services to the Archdiocese and the Catholic Church down there in their handling of abuse victims. One, why the fuck are the Saints getting involved? Like, taking your name a little too seriously there, guys. Yeah. Um, and two, my big issue here, the NFL has come out saying they're, at this point in time, not investigating. What are we doing, NFL? We will investigate if the PSI level is .0002 milligrams off in a football, or God forbid you have a camera aimed somewhere that everybody can see. But we're not going to investigate whether one of your franchises down south is getting involved with the Catholic Church and giving them advice on how to handle abuse victims? What are we doing? Why aren't we trying to pick a lid under this? Maybe it was nothing. Maybe the New Orleans Saints came out and said, you know what, be honest, be transparent, own this, fix it, do better. Don't be scumbags. Or maybe they did something gross. Like, figure it out. Why are we not investigating NFL? I have no idea what Roger Goodell is doing here. It should be investigated 100%. Um... The Saints over the years have had some ugly, uh, ugly issues. Um, 
Obviously, they had the whole bounty gate, which, you know, I mean, maybe every team does that. I don't know, but they got caught for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had that whole painkiller situation. They had the whole thing where people were stealing painkillers. Um, Sean Payton kind of got in a little bit of trouble there as well. I hope this isn't true. Um, I hope that whatever they did was not something awful. Um, but the fact that the NFL is not investigating it sounds insane to me. Um, yeah. I don't know if they feel like New Orleans gets picked on enough or what the deal is, but uh, tough shit. Uh, that should be getting investigated. Yeah. If it comes out that they were actively trying to help the Catholic Church cover up yeah. child abuse, sexual abuse, bury those motherfuckers under the ground. I don't want to hear another complaint out of the New Orleans Saints fan base or that entire region. I have they love complaining. Tolerance. Yeah, I have zero tolerance for that. And NFL, get your ducks in a row. If one of your franchises is helping out outside of the realm of football with anything, why would you not want to know about that? It's coming from your IP addresses. It's coming from the at NFL.com emails, communications, your stamp, your image on it. Get your ducks in a row. Actually investigate something of actual material and legal issues here. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's all I've got. We'll see what happens there because, like I said, who knows? Maybe nothing happened, but the fact that they're just turning a blind eye and being like, whatever, the courts can figure it out. We'll leave it to them is insane. Do an internal investigation of your people. Absolutely. You got any final thoughts before we wrap this bad boy up? Uh, no, I just can't wait for September. Hurry up and get here, please. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, that'll do it for us. I got to start watching. I'm going to give out like my pick two new special every Tuesday, but like, I gotta start watching some. I, the other day, I turned on a random basketball game. I was watching Baylor Kansas State, and I was like, "God, this sucks." Like, I don't care about this, yeah. but I gotta figure it out so I can bet now. <laughs> the other day, I didn't even know. I mean, I don't even know if they are, but I didn't know at one point is Baylor still number one. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. I turned on the TV. I was like, "They're number one." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's weird when we come out and we peek out from the football curtains. And it's like, oh shit, there's other yeah, sports going on here. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Oh, the fun of the world. All right. Well, that'll do it for us this week. As always, peace.